Hello, and welcome to the Vibrant MD podcast, where we talk weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm Dr. Heather Awad, your host, and thank you for being with me here today. I'm a family physician in Minnesota, and I'm so glad to talk to you. So today we're talking, it's a follow-up on the, our last podcast, which was about um, food order. So we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, food order again in the, from a different direction. So I hope you're having a good week. I've been making a lot of soup because unfortunately I have COVID in my house again. Um, I'm assuming it's the BA5. It's people have like the worst sore throat, the headache, fatigue, a little bit of cough. They sleep a whole lot. They get better. Um, but as each person gets it, then, you know, I make soup and then they eat it and then... We, you know, there's a little lag and then someone else gets it. That's the the joys and uh, issues of having a large family. So I, I like my own soup that I make because I make my own chicken broth and bone broth. And we could talk about that some other time, but uh, how I make it. But it's actually really easy um, and it makes your soup taste like 10 times better. So... Really, people are always like, oh, I love this soup. And really, it's the broth. Because if I did the same thing with just water or with a store-bought broth, it would be good, but not amazing like this. So how I make the, the soup for my family when they're sick is I use um, mirepoix, which you can go ahead and make fun of my high school French, French uh, accent. Uh, but you can buy this in a container at Trader Joe's and some other rests or uh, not restaurants. Um, at some of the grocery stores, but I, I've been making it at home this week because I didn't have to go to the store then. So a big onion, you dice that up really small, and then you dice up like two st- stalks of celery and two carrots, um, kind of pea-sized about that. I, I just pulse it in my food processor. So you put a little bit of oil in your um, soup pot, um, and then put all the veggies in there and just let them uh, kind of brown and soften a little uh, for a number of minutes until they look a little softened and or browned. Um, and then I add the broth and then just let it cook for about 20 minutes until the veggies are nice and soft. So it's also really easy to make when you have the broth on hand, which I keep it in the freezer, in, uh, in four cup increments so that I can have it when I want it. Um, when I need to use it. So I do that and then sometimes I'll just leave it just like that but you could add some chicken if you have some cooked chicken if you want it to be a chicken soup you could do noodles um, which I don't bother with. Um, This last time I actually used an immersion blender and and blended it a bit and that was nice too and I got very good feedback from my dear sick child. Um, So anyway if you've had COVID recently in your house again with this BA5 Omicron variant, uh, you know how this goes. Everybody who is well is walking around with masks and you're sanitizing everything again and asking people to stay out of the kitchen because they're not supposed to be out of their bedroom when they're sick and only use that one bathroom. And oh, it's, uh, you know, I'm very thankful that we're not in the. Uh, in the times when there was, uh, when it, we had so much fatality. So it's not that kind of worry, but it's just a lot. 
and people are still fairly sick. So hope your family is well this week, but if not, the vegetable soup, I highly recommend. Okay, so don't eat your carbs naked. That's what we're going to talk about today. So when we look at um, food order, we talked about it last time that if you put your your carbs last, so your potatoes, your rice, um, fruits uh, last in your meal, that that was going to decrease your blood sugar, which then means you don't have so much insulin pouring into your body to take care of that sugar. And remember, insulin is our fat storing hormone. So we're always trying to kind of keep our insulin lower if possible. So um, this relates to the naked carbs. So I always try to eat when I'm having a meal. And this is a recap from last time, either, you know, my fiber, which is generally vegetables or berries. I count, I'm counting berries as fiber now and, and, and the rest of the fruits as sugar because the berries have so much fiber. Um, and that, or your proteins and fats, uh, first, and then save those carbs for last. So I did a, um, continuous glucose monitor for two weeks just to kind of get an idea of how this works in my own body. And when I did an experiment with food order, so I did, um, a chicken salad with lettuce, you know, kind of cupping it with, sorry, you laid out the, you laid out the piece of lettuce, you put the chicken salad on there, and then I put grapes in it. So I used the grapes as the food order variant in my experiment. So if you remember from um, your school science days, you only want to vary one thing, right? So I tried it with eating the grapes first before everything else. I mixed it in next, and then I tried it last, and I counted the grapes as the sugar. So it, w- it worked out just exactly as I expected. Um, eating the sugar first gave me my highest glucose spike. Um, when I mixed it in, it was a little lo- lower, but not quite as much as I expected it would be. Um, so a little bit lower. And then when I ate all the food and had the grapes last, I definitely, the blood sugar was quite a bit lower for that meal then. So just by changing food order, you can see that I've changed what happens with blood sugar, which means I changed what happened with insulin. So if on a weight loss journey, it would be best to have it last. And it's funny, I talked about this last time, that when you save the carbs for last, then you're also kind of at that point where you're thinking, am I done eating? Am I pretty satisfied now? You know, do I need to stop because I don't want to get full or overeat? And I got that way with the grapes. And I actually... um, because I was doing a, an experiment, I had measured out the food. And when I got to the grapes at the end, I was kind of like, I had some and I thought, oh, actually, I'm satisfied. I'm done. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting full. So I would normally stop here. I ate the whole thing for the sake of the experiment. But I really appreciate the fact that if you save your sugar or your and your other carbs till the end, you might not eat as much of it because that's the point at which you're thinking, oh, I'm a little full, uh, time to stop eating. And and it's better to be doing that with, you know, a piece of cake or your grapes or your white rice rather than when, um, you know, if you're getting full and it's you're, you haven't eaten all your Brussels sprouts yet, you know, that 
it's funny because you can kind of prioritize the things that are that you'd really like to eat and also um, have a little less carbs by just following your fullness cues. So that's cool. So that was that. Um, my family used to love the joke, life is short, eat dessert first. You know, we probably saw it in a gift shop on a road trip once on a sign, which we did not buy, but um, but we always loved that. And so we joked about it and we have done it sometimes just because we're because, you know, you can pull out that quote. Well, with this um, food order thing, you really don't want to eat your dessert first. I also doing watching the glucose monitoring noticed that I didn't try dessert first because I know that was going to bump me up. So I didn't, that wasn't one of my experiments, but I noticed that sometimes when I had like, um, you know, the amount of cookie that I had planned ahead, which is a reasonable amount, not maybe the amount I would normally have eaten five years ago, um, but had kind of a small amount of cookie at the end of my meal and thought, wow, it just doesn't look like, according to my glucose curve, that anything strange has happened at all. You wouldn't necessarily know that I had dessert compared to another meal. So that was that was fascinating too. So berry, not berries, bury that carb, bury that dessert, bury that sweet thing or that bread at the end. So we did talk about that in the last um, podcast. When you go to eat out at a nice place, they bring the bread first. And if you've decided you're going to have bread with that meal, stick it on the plate and have it uh, with the other food that comes and at the end. So in general, um, if you eat food with your carbs, you can really, compared to eating it plain, uh, you can lower your glucose by as much as 73% and your insulin by as much as almost half. So... I, I do remember being younger and sometimes just having bread for a snack because I really liked it or something like a cookie or, you know, it's afternoon and you're feeling like, well, I'm a little hungry and there's cake. So you have that. Um, those things are really, if, if you're on a weight loss journey, if you're watching blood sugars are really best left to the end of a regular meal so that you have the fiber, protein, healthy fats first. Um, so if you're, think about times when you eat carbs by themselves, can you do something different? Even like if you're a toast in the morning person, could you have it with nut butter? Could you have it with avocado? Um, you know, think about ways that you can not eat those carbs naked. The piece of cake should be at the end of a meal, um, not by itself. Um, and this even brings up the whole thing about eating dinner and then doing something else and then having dessert later. And I'll, I'll offer to you that that's a naked carb again. If you're doing that, it's really best to have a little bit of dessert then. And I know you're not hungry enough to really eat much of the cake and take that as a win instead of feeling bad about it. So you have a small piece of cake that's actually okay and you still get to enjoy it. So I hope this has been helpful to you, my friends. Um, I am really moving toward this idea of, of never having the naked carbs because um, I think it's really gonna be healthier for me at my age in the long run for just looking at 
general blood sugar, but definitely anytime on a weight loss journey, carbs should be eaten with other foods at the end. And that will definitely serve you better for the times that you're going to have those things. Because I know when you're on a weight loss journey, you're still occasionally going to want dessert, right? You're still occasionally going to want bread. So even though you may be having less of it, just know that you're going to do better if you have it at the end of your meal. So good to be with you here today. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you, my vibrant friend. So please subscribe to this podcast because it will help me reach others even more as well. And if you'd like a free download, Six Ways Professional Women Change Their Hormones for Weight Loss, please go find that at my website, which is vibrant-md.com forward slash hormones. And enjoy the rest of your summer here. Bye-bye.